And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of Game Notes, your Utah Jazz podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Dave DeFore, here as I am each and every week with Tony Jones. Hi. What's up, Tony? Hi, Tony. We I'm saw good. each other this week. Yes, we did. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. I always love to see Tony. Got to got to watch the Jazz lose to the Mavericks. Luka Doncic was insane in that game, man. That's because he's an insane basketball player. I, what he's been doing since he came back uh, the second of January is. I'm not going to say it's unheralded because it's Luka Doncic, and we all we talk about everybody. So of course we talk about Luka Doncic, but. Uh, he's been on another level. This was like another leap. He he got healthy. Well, he got he, he got in shape. That's, that's right, what right. happened. He was uh, out of shape and he was out of shape in October and November and through half of December. And then you know he went away and he got he came back and he got back. He got in shape. Yeah, he's been killing yeah. ever since. Yeah, and and it was the second night of the back of the back to back for the Jazz at the end of a long road trip. I'm not sure that. There should be a ton of takeaways from that game. I mean, do you have zero any? takeaways? Yeah, it's the like we're never going to win that game. Yeah, that, you even that. told me, and I, this is for real. You even told me. I was like, all right, what's going to happen tonight? You said, hey, they're going to lose by at least fifteen. And he was like, it may feel worse. They may even get the the score closer. He's like, but they're going they're going to get blown out. Second night of a back to back, end of a long road trip, schedule loss. Tony Jones, you're you're an expert at your craft. I've been doing this for eight years. Yeah, hey, I mean, you know what you're talking about. When you are when you are on the end of a road trip that's ten days long, and you're playing your third game in four nights, and you're playing the second night of a back to back, and you're playing against an opponent you've already beaten twice, so they're they're going to be amped up to beat you, especially because they're so close to you. There was there was very little chance that the Jazz were going to win that game. So I'm sorry to everybody who was on Twitter that went and tried to take a, have a takeaway from that game, but there, there's no takeaway from that game other than Dallas won and Utah lost. And and Luka Doncic is insane. He, right. he, I mean, he really was that first yeah. quarter. We were he like, was nuts. Yeah, we were, we, were, we, were, we were sitting in we were sitting in the media row. We were like, no way he hits this. Oh my god, he hit that. Yeah. I mean crazy. that guy. He's just nuts, man. It's a, it, it it was it was a fun game to actually like sit and watch with you know my buddy. You know what I mean? Like that was actually like yeah. it turned into that because he, they were just nuts. Um, all right, well let's talk about Utah then and what they have coming up because Tony they they've got a game against the Spurs. We're recording this on Thursday the tenth. They have a game against the Spurs in San Antonio on the eleventh, and then they have a four game homestand and. Things get rough after that for them. They go on a big East Coast trip. This homestand, Tony, that is as rough a trip. 
that that is yeah. that East Coast trip. Let, let's t- well, let's we'll talk, talk about, about this. East we'll Coast get to the East Coast trip format. when it comes up. No, 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 it's no, on my on. mind. So I gotta say, <laughs> say something. All right, that go is ahead. as rough a trip as you were gonna. If the Jazz go three and three on that trip, that will have been a great trip for them. Well, it's not even just an East Coast trip. It's a trip to the East Coast, then back it's, to Dallas, then out out west. It's, well, it, it you got starts, the Knicks and the Nets. Back to back, well, then you get the Celtics and Hornets. It starts in New York and it ends in. It starts. You're going to see New York and Los Angeles on the same trip. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's just, and every team that they play is good, is going to be good, good to great, um, except for my Knicks. But even even my Knicks are playing well. Um, I mean, it's just a trip where. The, it, it's that trip is so brutal that the Jazz could be playing well and go two and four. It's so, I mean it's completely true, and especially road games. Um, the the back to back having to catch the Nets on the second night of the back to back. Still don't know. I, I'm assuming no Kyrie for the Nets, but still the Nets. I mean Kevin Durant's playing. It's not going to well, be Durant's easy. Be playing and Dragic so, and and Dragic has eased the no Kyrie thing significantly because Dragic is is really good to eat innings um I mean you got you know the Knicks are playing well so you, you know th- that's going to be brutal and then you know the you know the Nets and then you're going to the Celtics who are playing as well as any team in the league and then on the fourth game of the trip you have Charlotte who pushes the ball who plays as fast as any team in the league and has been and playing really you, well lately right and then you're going to Dallas and then you're going to the Clippers. It, it's just, it's just as brutal a trip. It, it's, it's, it's as long. It's going to be the longest trip that I've ever been on in my in, in my years as a beat writer. And I've never seen a trip where it starts. I've never seen the NBA make a team start a trip in New York and see New York and, and Los Angeles on the on the exact same trip. I've I've never seen that. This that's unprecedented. So, you know. It the 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 gist of the whole thing is, um, if you know the Jazz want to put themselves in good position, they're going to have to take, they're going to have to really take care of these games before the trip, this trip starts, um, because that's gonna that's gonna be really essential. For yeah. Them. I, um, so they've got the they've got the Spurs uh, as I mentioned. Then they've got the Kings, Bucks, Bulls, and Clippers all at home. Uh, at least a day off in between every game. So you don't have to worry about back-to-backs. That's nice for this team because we know they don't love the second night of a back-to-back. But Kings, Bucks, Bulls, and Clippers, I mean, you have to think they're going to take the Kings. Uh, the Kings are just not nearly as good as Utah. But Bucks, Bulls, and Clippers, it, it, the Bulls down a little right now. Obviously still no Lonzo, no Caruso, Vooch. You know, maybe maybe he's back, maybe he's not. So they're not as scary but Bucks and Clippers, I mean, if they go two and two at home next week, that that could be the end of home court advantage for them. It's so tight right now in the West. Yeah, you know, the Knicks did the the did the Jazz um a real favor by beating the Mavericks. Um, um on 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 two Wednesday night, um, because it, it essentially gave them the game back that they lost. You know, to the to the Jazz on, on. I mean, they lost to the Mavericks on Monday. Now we got to realize the thing with the Jazz 
they're going to have the tie break over the Mavericks and and um, um, the Nuggets. Uh, very likely going to have the tie break over both those teams. They're definitely going to have the tie break over the Nuggets. And, you know, even if they lose to Dallas, the second uh, to tie that season series up, the second tiebreaker is going to be the division and the Jazz are going to win. You know, if they finish ahead of Denver, they're going to win that division, which would give them the tiebreak over Dallas. If that makes sense. Uh, yes, but I, I need an abacus and a scratch piece of paper to keep track of it. It's going to look, yeah. it's tight, right? Like, but here's the thing Utah is in the driver's seat because they currently. Are, they have home court advantage. So right. as long as they can handle business, they can keep it. But the problem is, man, that road trip is going to be hard regardless. It's it's a bunch of hard teams. It'd be hard home games. But to have to do it on the road, I, I think this homestand, Tony, this is a the pivotal moment in their season. I think well, they need so to the, the I'm not even saying is, they need to go three and one. I think they need to go four and zero oh at home, Tony. Um I would say three and one. And the reason why I would say three and one is because Dallas is East next week. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be rough on them. It's not as rough a trip. It's not going to be as rough a trip as what the jazz are going to, but it's rough. I, I believe they see, um, I believe they see Philly in that, in that, um, in that trip. And I believe they see Boston in that trip. Um, so I believe they see Philly and Boston in that trip. So that, that they're not going to have Dallas next week. They're not going to have, um, um, they're, they're not going to have a cakewalk next week. And, and, um, and Denver has a rough close as well, but you know, the, the jazz have to put themselves in position and, you know, and it's something that I wrote, you know, which is, you know, these games against these teams that are under 500, the Jazz can't blow any more of those games. So, you know, they can't go to San Antonio and, and blow that game tomorrow night. They can't come back um, on Saturday against the Kings and blow that game. And, I mean, you know, obviously the Bucks are the Bucks, so they could play well on Monday at home against the Bucks and, and still lose that game. Um, but, you know, with no Lonzo, no Caruso, I mean, you know, they got to play well against the Bulls and they got to do the same um, against the Clippers. I mean, they they have to, you know, they have to take the, the margin for error is gone because if the Jazz, you know, go on a free fall, they can finish six. I mean, there's there are only two games up in the loss column on six. And if they somehow go on a roll, they can finish second because they're only two games behind in the loss column for second. Um, you know, so, you know, it, it's, it's kind of amazing that, um, you know, the narrative out there is that, you know, most of these seedings are set when honestly there's only four games between in the loss column between second and six. And I don't think any of these seedings are set because I think, you know, I, I think the only thing that's really set for me is if Memphis still plays as well as they can. Uh, if Memphis plays as, as well as they have been, um, you know, before the all-star break, they should finish second because they're the team out of this whole equation with an easy schedule. Um, but Golden State has a rough schedule. The Jazz have a rough schedule. 
Dallas still has some rough spots in their schedule and, and Denver still has some rough spots in their schedule. And the other thing is, um, you know, Memphis plays Golden State. Uh, the Jazz play Golden State and Memphis. The Jazz still have Dallas left. I mean, all of these teams have games in hand against the others. Uh, so I, I think that, you know, second and six, between second and six, I still think that there's a mad scramble um, between who's going to finish where. Yeah. Um, so, all right, looking at these games, man, uh, I think the Bucks, like you said, it's not going to be a toss-up because the Bucks, should, you know, they're going into Utah. I, it's close to a toss-up maybe by by the line, but I, I favor the Bucks in just about any game against anybody. So if you do go 3-1 and one at home, Tony, you got to beat the Clippers. And the Clippers are t- a tough matchup for Utah. What I mean, what, yeah, what can tough, they do differently than they usually for, do? Because they need to win. They're a tough matchup for Utah, but, um, you know, without Paul George, without, without Norman Powell, I mean, the Jazz are a better team, you know, so they should win the game. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. You want to talk about Mike Conley a little bit? Sure. Is Mike Conley running out of steam? Is that is that what we're looking at right now? I mean, it's it's a long season, and I know one of the goals was to try to protect his legs, try to keep him fresh for the playoffs. I mean, you know, older players, you have to manage minutes and all of these sorts of things. Is that what we're looking at, Tony? I think Mike Conley had to take on as a, such a big load in January on and off the floor mm-hmm. um, that – you know, he has run out of gas a little bit. And, you know, because of that, I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's really interesting and it's really, and I think, I think the jazz are in a tough spot because you need him on the floor. Um, but you know, everybody knows what the March schedule is, you know, the March schedule is a sprint because, um, you know, you're playing every other day and you're playing three and four and you're traveling, you know, so, you know, the jazz really need him on the floor. And yet there's going to be like no chances for, for an extended rest, which is, you know, why to me, you know, take care of whatever Portland decided to put out there on, on Wednesday night. That was, that was an abomination. Um, was good for the Jazz because, you know, Conley only had to play, you know, basically two and a half quarters and he didn't have to play in the fourth and, you know, he got some extra rest, Um, you know, so, you know, I, I, you know, you looked at, you look at Conley 
And, you know, the first step hasn't been there since before the All-Star break. Um, and you look at the uses that he had in January. I mean, he was he was the only creation engine on the team uh, for a good part of January. And, you know, and I think that that really, you know, kind of tuckered him out a little bit. And you can see the first time I noticed it was in the Laker game, the day, the game before the All-Star break, the Lake, the, when the Jazz lost the Lakers. And I just was just like, wow, Mike, you know, can't really get to his spots. He's not beating people off the dribble. He looks exhausted. He looks like he needs the All-Star break because he was terrific in January. I mean, he was absolutely terrific. And and then when he came off the All-Star break, I mean, it's, you know, pretty much, you know, been the same thing. He had a he had that stretch where he closed. Um, he closed out against, you know, the Houston Rockets. But if you look at that game where he closed when he made all those threes, he closed it off the ball. It was basically him standing in the corner and Donovan Mitchell finding him and him making big shots. He's got to get back to where he's, you know, that create that that guy who, you know, can just get to where he wants off the dribble uh, on the ball and then pick and roll. And he hasn't been he hasn't been at that level since, you know, before the All-Star break. So what's the answer to, you know, buy some time because they, they need to win games. Like we just laid this whole thing out. They need to win games. This is a team that that should want home court advantage for as long as they can have it. But they also need to somehow serve two interests here because he clearly needs to get his legs underneath him again. Is it Trent Forrest? I mean, like, what's the answer here to try to just buy extra rest for him? Well, I think in game, you're seeing Donovan Mitchell handle the ball as the point guard a lot more, even with Conley on the floor. Um, and I think that, that that helps because – you know, that's taken, you know, a lot of the, the actual point guard responsibility away from Conley and he can just kind of create, um, you know, just kind of create off the catch. And, you know, knowing Mike, I know that, you know, he, he doesn't, you know, I mean, he'll do it because, you know, he's he's Mike Conley, you know, but he'd much rather prefer to have the basketball in his hands, um, mm-hmm. which is understandable when you you know, have been as good as, as he's been for as long as he's been. Um, you know, so I think that that's one thing, you know, I think you keep him at 28 minutes a night, you know, that's another thing, you know, I think that, you know, despite what he said in terms of ramping his minutes up, playing him in back-to-backs, I think you sit him out of back-to-backs. You just got to have, you got to have Conley in position to where he's at his best in the playoffs because, if you look at the numbers and you look at the metrics, there is not a single player on this team who's not better when Conley's off the floor than when Conley's on the floor. And, you know, this team is just a better team when he's on the floor. Um, you know, so they got to do whatever they can um, to, to have Conley at, 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 at his best. And, I, you know, in the first round, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to – you know, as long as he's healthy in the first round, it's going to be fine. I think because the NBA spaces the first round out so much. But then when you get to the second round and you get to like game five, game six of that second round, and those games are every other day, that's when you really have to worry about fatigue. So, you know, the, the Jazz just don't have a chance without 
Conley being at his best. So, you know, they need everybody at, at, at their best. And I think that they're a team that, you know, when everybody is at their best, you know, they're an elite team. But if they miss one guy, you know, right now, right, right, you're looking at Phoenix and Phoenix missing Chris Paul, but they're still an elite team. You know, I don't think the Jazz can still be an elite team if they're missing Mike Conley. Yeah, and I mean, this was – it started with the Joe Ingles injury, you know, just more more workload for everybody, and and Conley was kind of the guy that, that had to step up and, and take on a little bit more. And it's funny to say this is – he's had a really good season, and it's just tailing off at the – maybe not the worst time. The worst time would be a month from now, but – Luckily, it's started no, the early worst, enough. The worst time will be a month from now, and and I, and yeah. I think what you got to really, what you really have to not lose sight in is that the Jazz are eleven and three in their last fourteen games. Like, right? You know, through all of this, you know, and, and you know, I've seen some really wild stuff on Twitter. Like, you know, oh my God, the D- Dallas loss is so concerning, or you know, the New Orleans loss is so concerning. Listen, the Jazz are eleven and three in their last fourteen games. Like they've clearly gotten back on the right track in some in some respects. So, you know, I mean, it's it's one of those things where, you know, it's not perfect with the Jazz right now. And, you know, they're definitely not playing perfect basketball, but they're playing good basketball and they're playing better basketball uh, than they have been. And, you know, teams are gonna lose. Like you look at what Dallas put in emotionally. Uh, on Monday night, they came out flat as a pancake against the Knicks on Wednesday, and they got the doors blown off because this is a marathon and you're playing 82 games and it's hard to play at optimum level on every single night. And especially in March where you're playing essentially 17 or 18 games in 30 nights. So you know, I think that people just need to have an even keel through all of this and not try to take away, you know, have grandiose takeaways through over, over, you know, regular season games. You know, right now teams are just trying to get to the playoffs. And I know that these games, I know that some of these games are important. And I know that some of these games mean more than the other. But they are also games, and they and they are all coming really fast. So I think that people just need to just kind of, just kind of chill out and just kind of have an even kill and take away the whole instead of some of the parts. I think that's very well said, Tony. It's a long season; it is a marathon, and it makes sense to be tired at this point. I mean, again, the whole plan was got to rest these guys' legs, got to keep them fresh. Because we don't want to run a gas in the playoffs, so I, I mean, I expect we'll probably see that. Utah's been really yeah. good. It's just that some, like when they look bad, it looks bad, and a lot of that is energy and and I'm not even going to say effort. I think a lot of it's actual energy, especially at this point. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, uh, I guess we'll we'll be back next week and and we'll talk a little bit about how the homestand is going and, and maybe even start looking ahead at at the big road trip and uh again man this is a pivotal point for their playoff positioning uh if you're yeah. not already a subscriber to the athletic go to theathletic.com slash game notes and sign up now hey, support hey, the hey, show before we, before we shut down do we want to have a q a next week um you know we'll see how it goes uh you i guess you got a homestand yeah let's do a q a 
We'll we'll we do, do a Q and A. We'll like uh, that live Q and A was so good. Yeah, it was a good time. I hope I hope the people that weren't able to catch it actually enjoyed listening to the to the podcast version. Yeah, Tony, you know what? I think we're gonna do that. So uh, if you're a subscriber, we're we're gonna do a Q and A next week. Uh, Tony will throw out a, a tweet. It'll be Monday or Tuesday, and, and uh, pop in, ask us some questions, and uh, Tony can cook for you guys a little bit. That's, does that work for you, Tony? I can cook for you. There we go. So Tony's gonna serve up some answers to your questions and i'll be there hanging out trying to provide some at least some comic relief if nothing else uh that's gonna do it for this week folks for tony jones i'm dave defour and this has been game notes the athletic podcast As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.